welcome to episode 244 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. I am Ollie Spake and I am joined by my fellow benchwarmer, Melissa Ellis. How are you, Mel? Oh, hi, Ollie. Yeah, we are both on the bench, aren't we, at the moment? Not much park running happening here. That's right. Yep, very sedentary park run days. Although we did both get out for not park runs. Yeah, the not park runs have been a bit of a saviour and I think now that I'm finally taking a leaf out of some of the more, I don't know, experienced not park runners there, I think you obviously breed them quite well in Victoria. <laughs> don't want to point out the obvious reasons for that, but it's been really heartening to see, well, <laughs> see myself and some of you know, my fellow park runners jump on the not park run bandwagon and take that motivation. It's been quite welcome. It has indeed. I went to a last-minute effort to throw mine together, being that our <laughs> – so we probably should address the elephant in the room, Ollie. I did not get to Brisbane this last park run day. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Let's set a bit of context here. So uh, – <laughs> and that's for those that have listened to last week's pod, of course. You're on again, off again. And haven't listened to the live that we did on Saturday – when was it? Saturday morning? Yes, that time. That time we usually were all busy. Yes. So I was all set to join Tracy in a tutu up in Brisbane to run New Farm Park Run when we heard, when did we hear? Thursday afternoon? I forget. It's, it was last week. It was a million years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> in any case. A week is a long time, I think you said. Yes. Yes. So we got told that we were going back into a five-day snap lockdown. So it must have been Thursday because I then jumped on Friday morning to cancel all my flights for that day, which I was able to do, yeah, and jump into my plan for my not park run, which was German theme. Yeah, jump into and last-minute preparation, I'd look, admirable terms. They didn't look like that, Mel. That was a pretty sophisticated setup. <laughs> well, no, really, it was just a lot of red balloons. <laughs> <laughs> And a costume uh, and a black forest cake. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I'm not sure how many of those pictures you've shared, Mel, but for anyone that hasn't seen or hasn't heard, would you like to enlighten us as to how many red balloons you blew up on Friday night? Well, the plan was 99. That was an idea given to me by a fellow listener of the pod. I think mm -hmm. it was Tracy actually gave me that idea about blowing up 99 red balloons. And I was like, yes, because do you remember back in the day when Scott sang that song? Yep. Yeah. And I thought, perfect. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out and buy a packet of red balloons. I'm going to blow up 99 balloons. Well, Ollie, the packet had 100. Yep. So right from the start, I was like, ooh. Fine lines. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I've only got one that can go wrong here. But I was being positive and I thought, no, no, the packet says 100. They'll probably throw in an extra five, you know, margin of error. <laughs> this isn't the deli bar. <laughs> it's not like getting the extra potato cake from the fish and chip shop. No, sadly. We actually had quite a lot of balloons that were just fizzes. They just had holes in them, blew them up. Didn't even pop. It wasn't even a fact of them popping. They just had holes and they just were uninflatable. I think one, I managed to put a bit of sticky tape over to keep it um, inflated. I ended up with 92. Well, this is quite interesting, Mel. I didn't realise we were going to get into a study into the um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the structural integrity of balloon <laughs> products. But that's, that's really quite disappointing to hear that 8% 
of rubber balloon products fail. I know. Because I'm pretty confident you've got a sample there. I was very disappointed because, you know, I'm a high achiever, Ollie. I wanted 99. But, you know, a few people did say to me, no one's going to count them. No one will know. So I've just let the cat out of the bag that I only (laughs) did have 92. And it pained me to only have 92. And I've still got 92 in my kitchen. Don't quite know what I'm supposed to do with them. <laughs> of course, they will get deflated somehow and put into landfill and not released into the environment because we're very environmentally friendly here at the Parkrun Adventurers. Well, I mean, take that a bit further. There's new legislation in your neck of the woods that prevents you from releasing it into the environment, if I'm not, not mistaken. So Exactly. It's against the law. Yeah. So, you know, thank you for doing your bit (laughs) (laughs) under grave threats. Look, as a suggestion, uh, there is something coming up next week. So welcome back, Germany. Side note. Oh, yes. It was supposed to be all about Germany, not the red balloons. Not the red balloons. But it was fantastic to have another country, albeit a small, intimate number of parkruns back. There is another country. There are actually a couple of other countries coming back, but we know that parkrun obviously is close to the hearts of many, many in England. English flag to start stating the obvious, uh, has two colours. Maybe you could attach said balloons into (gasps) plus shape. Yes. I just need 92 more white balloons, Ollie, and I'm right (laughs) for next weekend. (laughs) Well, you might need a greater number if you're creating a whole rectangle. But um, thank you, everyone, for joining our brainstorming session. Um, (laughs) But anyway, how good did Daryl look in his Lederhausen? Did you see that? They were authentic Lederhausen. Every Buddha should have it. <laughs> every Buddha statue. Um, the- hey, every Parkrun Adventure should have a pair of authentic 1970s Lederhausen in their storeroom. Clearly, yeah. Look, I felt grossly underdone when it came to German theme items. Uh, the best I had was three remotely, I uh, suppose, appropriately coloured German flag Parkrun shirts. And I think it's very generous to call the apricot. Uh, German flag <laughs> colour, but nonetheless, and some beer glasses. So Participation award for you, Ollie. <laughs> Encouragement, yes. <laughs> Got a few of those. Uh, the brunch looked fantastic. Well, it was well received. Mm. There is no Black Forest cake left. I did balk at the price of the Black Forest cake. Uh, I only had the option of getting it from Woolworths. So there was no plan Bs. I had to pay the price. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have time to bake one, but it has now been consumed, not by little old low-carb me, might I add. I'm sorry you missed out. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the beer I poured though, Ollie? Yeah, it was rather frothy. But isn't that like that's what beers are supposed to look like any cartoon or illustration of a beer i see has this lovely big froth on it so i wanted the effect i was going for the effect in my defense i wanted the froth for the photo well uh, you absolutely achieved the froth effect (laughs) and i'm not going to criticize one part of that brunch it looked spectacular (laughs) yeah paul wasn't happy with the froth (laughs) but it was a legitimate german beer i had to go into the store and ask for a German beer and I had a very helpful salesperson that directed me to where the German beers were so it was legit. And it's fortunate that there was any left given all the celebrations for the return of Parkrun Germany. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, back to Germany. (laughs) Welcome back. 
But it was nice to catch up with a couple of fellow park runners and Victorian park runners live from lockdown. During the live. Mm. It was, yes. Tok joined us, which was lovely. Sadly, weather was not conducive to him actually being outside, nor was he able to venture as far as the Inverloch Stomp. Under current restrictions in Victoria. Mm, yeah. Which are slightly less than what you've got, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't go unnoticed. <laughs> no, that's right. So uh, context for the listeners, we're both in lockdown in case you haven't gathered from <laughs> the podcast so far. Um, what have you got, Mel? You've got 5Ks. I've got 10Ks. Mm. South Australia has also now entered restrictions at time of recording. So our thoughts and hearts go out to our South Australian park runners too. Definitely. Yep. And yeah, as things stand, obviously needing some positive trends before we re-enter the park running world. And of course, Ollie, we want to say a big thank you to Mr. Danny Norman from With Me Now podcast, who joined us for the live to give us a little bit of mentoring and to prepare us for next Saturday's live cross for the launch, the relaunch, the unpause of Parkrun in England. But Mel, look, I hope after all of that, you did make it out to an Ellis Palace Parkrun. I did. Yep. Changed back into my active wear. Wasn't going to go out in my costume. <laughs> Wasn't quite <laughs> confident enough to tempt that solo. If I had, you know, company if in numbers, sometimes one's a little mm. more brave. Yes. Anyway, yep. yeah, no, I went out and uh, I did complete my Alice Palace not park run. And uh, what about you, Ollie? And you also got out? I did. Didn't go anywhere. And, oh, no, actually, yeah, I'm completely wrong there. I got out for a few not park runs. So that motivation is starting to help. I'm still pretty slow, but got out for an early sunrise park run before the live and did make it out on Sunday morning for Bass Point Not Park Run as well. Oh, that's good to hear. Good. Well done. Yeah. Got some hills? Did you get some hills? Uh, no. Hills are still to come. Slowly making it back. I'm building <laughs> up, Mel. <laughs> Need to give me time. But yeah, looking forward to some hill training soon. We're on a bit of a, uh, no, it's premature to say we're on a health kick, but in our household, we're all starting to motivate one another and I will make it back to the hills with a bit of support from Hannah and Kathy. Very good. But Ollie, you had the pleasure of an interview this week. I did. As many of our listeners would have heard recently, you, you were fortunate to speak with a parkrunner over in the USA celebrating the return of parkrun over there. And uh, I also had the opportunity at the weekend to speak to Sarah. Now, Sarah Hudson, uh, who we have heard on the pod before when Scott Watkins was able to interview her after the recent launch of Bixby over there, uh, did join us to have a bit of a chat about the return of Parkrun over there and let's have a listen. Our guest this week is someone whose parkrun journey began in Australia, but has more recently seen her call the USA home, where she's helped bring a second parkrun to the state of California. She is the founding event director at Bixby Parkrun, which takes place in the Silicon Valley in San Francisco's Southern Bay area. Welcome to the podcast, 
Sarah Hudson. Hello. Nice to be here. Thank you very much for your time, Sarah. It's nice to uh, get to catch up and hear about how things have been going over there for you. Obviously, not just since COVID, but before. But to start with, how have you found the return of Parkrun at Bixby after your own pause there? Yeah, so we were off for a long time. So our last run in 2019 was on the 7th of March and by that point, a few of the other USA park runs had already cancelled and the following week, all of them cancelled for the USA. So we counted it up and between our 26th park run and our 27th park run, there was 68 weeks where we did nothing. Wow. It's been a long wait. And... I'm very happy to say that, you know, we've actually had people come back. So that's been <laughs> that's been the biggest relief. You know, it was really wasn't a guaranteed thing that we were going to come back. It was a really tough period this last year yeah. because, you know, everything has been cancelled. There has been, you know, no gyms, no fitness groups, no social events, no kids camps. Yeah. Everything has been off or impacted in some way. And while things have kind of been slowly coming back as the health authorities have kind of worked out what things are okay and what things aren't. It's been really difficult to kind of work out where it's going to fit. Yeah. But today was our fourth run back since we started. Yep. And uh, we've been doing pretty well. We've been averaging around 30 people finishing each time. Mm. We've had a lot of first timers, which is great. I noticed we've started to get a few of the local run clubs and track teams who are, I think, looking for things to do. They've started to notice because there's not a lot of official events running yet. So mm. we're one of the few that they can actually run with other people. And so far, you know, everyone who's who I've spoken to who's um, come back has just said how happy they are to be there and uh, how nice it is to see everyone. And certainly, yeah, it's, it seems to be making a lot of people happy that they you know, get to see other people on a regular yeah. basis again, which is something we've all missed dreadfully. So uh, it's been a good start. As I understand it, obviously, with the you know, the, the relatively young park run that you have, mm. it must be great to see some of those faces back. It's been good. I mean, we've definitely had a few. Uh, some of our regulars have you know, either moved away or gone on to other areas and we might not be seeing some of them again. But it's refreshing that a lot of people have been able to, you know, sign up to volunteer and been able to fill our roster and that, yeah, we've had we've had enough people to make it all worthwhile. Uh, and at the same time, not so many people that we're all freaked out. <laughs> There's a balance. It's been the ideal the ideal number. We're, we're quite happy being a small event at the moment. <laughs> yeah, look, keen to hear a bit more about your parkrun journey, Sarah. You know, you've been parkrunning for a number of years. I think I counted it at 143 parkruns so far. And That sounds about right. Fair to say a heck of a lot of volunteers as well. Well, but uh, can you share with us how you came across Parkrun? I mean, what was your first Parkrun? My first Parkrun was at Coco because uh-huh. we were living in Beacon Hill, so it was relatively around the corner. In fact, at the time, my mother-in-law also lived in Coco, so it was great. I could go park at her place and walk to the start line. But um, yeah, my very first run was actually the Halloween run. Uh. And so it was like October, oh, I don't know, 2014 or 2015, something like that. And uh I was not a runner. My little boy was only two at the time, so he was very little. So I would kind of sneak out in the morning while he was still asleep and go to park run and have some coffee afterwards and then come back and resume my mum duties. But uh, it was great. It was um, just such a nice atmosphere that, you know, it didn't matter how fast you were. In fact, you know, because of the tailwalkers, you know, you couldn't finish last and everyone was really encouraging and it was fun. So I came back again and... I think where I really got hooked was when I volunteered for the first time and I Mm. think 
think I just did barcode scanning or something like that. It was like one of the slightly easier roles, but yeah, yeah. it was just so nice to meet everyone and to be able to, you know, chat to all the other volunteers on the start line, or the finish line while we were waiting for everyone to finish and say, oh, this, this is a different side of it. And it was really nice. And so it was just something that, you know, I ended up, you know, making lots of friends, you know, other people who around the same finish time as me, you know, you start to see the same people every week and eventually you kind of work up the courage to say, hi, let's <laughs> run together today. And then all of a sudden you've got, you know, running buddies that you didn't know you had. And tail walking is definitely, I think, my favourite volunteer position. I've done that, I think, more than almost anything else. Yeah. I've done a lot of tail walking and I've also been photographer quite a few times because I also find that quite good fun. I have a an SLR camera, which I'm, you know, I'm not a great photographer, but I do just enjoy trying to get good running shots of everyone. And I always make sure that I always get everyone. I don't try, I try not very hard not to miss anyone, especially the people who are finishing towards the back. Cause I know it, I know how it feels is that you're worried that everyone's going to pack up and leave before you finish. And I just love that. That's never the case at Parkrun. It's very special. And fast forward to 2019, Sarah, and you're launching a Parkrun, well, on the other side of the earth, really in California. Yep. Uh, well done. Thank you. <laughs> but how did this come about? <laughs> yeah. So at the very start of 2018, we moved over to California. We've moved here into Palo Alto, which is um, one of the cities in Silicon Valley. And one of the first things I did was grab my barcode and take it up to Chrissy Field Park Run, which is in San Francisco. Uh-huh. And Chrissy Field is, I think, the first park run that launched in the US. Mm. It is a really lovely course and they get a lot of tourists. Mm. So you run pretty much just along the shoreline of the bay and you can see the Golden Gate Bridge and you you know if it's a clear day of course San Francisco there's always fog but if you're lucky and it's a clear day you can see the Golden Gate Bridge you can see Alcatraz and you get the whole view of the city and you're right in the middle of it and it's absolutely gorgeous so that was one of the first things I ticked off and it's like wow this is great but um, over time, I realized that where I was living and Chrissy Field are really not close. <laughs> it's a good hour drive with traffic. So it's not an easy thing to get up there regularly. And for a while, we, we didn't even have a car. So it was pretty much impossible to get up there for parkrun. So the next thing I did when we'd sort of been settled was I sent a message to Parkrun USA to say, hey, are there any plans to start on elsewhere in the area because if someone else was already in the process of starting one then um, I can help out yeah and so I got put in touch with um, Sam Stowe who (laughs) was living in Mountain View which is the next city over and uh, yeah he was kind of keen to get a park run started but hadn't really um, gotten much further than that so we just started working together and yeah just sort of step by step we just worked out where we might be able to hold one and started to collect other people who might be interested in running and helping out and we eventually got to a point where we settled on the location at Bixby and we got the go-ahead from Parkrun USA to launch mm-hmm. and yeah, we've been been running since September 2019. That's fantastic. About Bixby Parkrun, can you tell us a bit about the parkrun itself, you know, its location, its course? Absolutely. Bixby Parkrun is named after the park where we start and finish, which is Bixby Park. It's located in Palo Alto and it's located in a nature preserve called the Palo Alto Baylands. Now, the Baylands is a enormous wetland nature wildlife preserve that runs along the edge of the San Francisco Bay. And there are parts of it in 
a lot of different neighbouring cities. So uh, there's a trail that runs through it, the San Francisco Bay Trail, and you can actually follow that trail for miles and miles and miles. So you can start at Palo Alto and 10, 20 miles later, you'll find yourself in Sunnyvale. So it's a really lovely area. It's very open. It's very flat. There's no trees, so you can see for a long, long way. There's lots of wildlife, there's lots of birds. It's a nesting area for birds like pelicans and seagulls and the Canadian geese come through in their migration. So you'll see them at various times of the year. Uh, there's also lots of little little furry critters. We have lots of hares, so the ah. big long-eared rabbits. Yep, yep. They're everywhere. <sighs> we get little squirrels, little burrowing squirrels that pop up out of the ground. It's a really lovely place to be and we are very lucky that we're able to hold our event there. Our actual course, we actually had a course change as part of our coming back our original course that we launched with was an out and back course so we'd run out on the trail to a point turn around and come back and it was a really long kind of sweeping curve on the trail but what is happening on a section of that trail that we used to use is there's a concrete structure called the tide gate, which is used to regulate the amount of bay water that comes in and out of the wetlands. Okay, yeah. And it's a very old structure, the one that's there. It's about 70 years old and they need to rebuild it partly to be able to cope with climate change and rising sea level and also just because the the concrete and timbers and things in it are are crumbling so it needs to be um, replaced and so that project is scheduled to start at the end of this year and it's going to take three to four years and that whole section of trail is going to close so we negotiated with the rangers to work out a an alternate section of, of the trail that we can use and so we've shortened the course to being a two lap rather than a single out and back so that we're on less of the course and uh, we take a slightly different path now but it's it's still pretty similar to what we had before it seems to be working pretty well so we've had our fourth run on there and we haven't lost anyone and everyone's <laughs> <laughs> made the two laps so i think i think it's working well that's a key yeah it's a key kpi for success there <laughs> you're getting all the park runners back Exactly. We haven't lost yeah. anyone out there. No one's no one's gone out to the highway and uh, and gotten lost. So that's good. As the event director, how have you found that role and and the aspects of it? It's definitely a challenging role being an event mm. director. Certainly now with the virtual volunteer app, that makes the timing and barcode scanning very very easy. Yes, it's so much easier to to tell people what to do. And, and I'm also very lucky that I've, I've managed to get together a pretty good sort of core team of volunteers. So people who will put their hand up week after week for you know anything that needs to be done and who've been a lot of help you know sort of deciding how to do things and um i've got one lady you know she manages all the social media side of things and she does a fantastic job you know managing all the posts for our facebook and instagram and um i have another uh, heather she does a fantastic job wrangling the volunteers every week she's taken that on and so she she answers most of the emails and makes sure the roster is updated and so you know that's not something i have to do actively every week i only just need to you know occasionally step in if we're getting close to the end of the week and we're still missing a few people yeah so it definitely helps having a good team and that's the thing you know it's like every every park run is being run by a team of people mm. and that's why we do it you know because we love having the event so we make sure that it can happen yeah oh that's fantastic and clearly a supportive community you've got there and how has the community of bixby park run dealt 
with the impact of COVID, you know, the, the pause itself and, and your return? Yeah, so I would say probably the hardest thing that's sort of, I think, impacted a lot of people here is the fact that there's been a lot of isolation. You know, a, a lot of the tech companies that employ the vast majority of people around here, you know, have been able to allow people to work from home, but that means that, you know, they've, they've basically been stuck at home for you know, the last 15 months and a lot of them still are working remotely. Yeah. The offices have opened up slowly, so, you know, they may be required to come to work one or two days a week. Some of them may still be working full-time at home. A lot of the kids are on summer break at the moment, so people are probably still working at home as well because they've got their kids at home because school's not back. Yep. So there's been a lot of isolation and, you know, so few opportunities for people to to get together and meet. And the other thing is that, you know, indoor space has been just closed off in so many ways. So probably the hardest thing from the parkrun perspective is that open space, you know, parks and you know, recreational areas have all become very popular and heavily used because they're one of the few kind of refuges that we have. Generally, outdoor activities are considered safer yep. than indoor activities. And so that means that anyone who wants to meet with other people has to do it outside. And that was probably the, the hardest thing. It was, you know, even if we had people who were keen, there was going to be no guarantee that we'd be even permitted to be able to come back to the park. And certainly a discussion I had several times with the rangers just checking in over the break was, you know, their observations that, you know, just how busy the park had become. They were very cautious. Uh, they were saying, you know, mm. it's very busy, you know, we have so many people coming here every day. So there was really just no, you know, apart from the whole, you know, health side of, you know, would we even be able to get an event gathering people together and the logistical side of that. You know, one thing to remember is here is like, I know the experience in Australia is that they have the QR code system so that people yep. can check in when they arrive. You know, we don't have anything like that here. Oh. So essentially the contact tracing went out the window very quickly here because there was just so, so many cases been circulating so widely. So pretty much we all operate on the assumption that COVID's everywhere and we just have to work around it. But yeah, so apart from whether or not our local city, our local county would allow events to happen on any scale, even if we got that set point, then being able to find a space that we could go back to using, mm. it was just no guarantee. It's really positive to hear that, you know, going from that and obviously as you talk about uh, isolation and you guys, I imagine, are, are no different in, in having had that experience working from home, kids at home and having to find new and innovative ways to <laughs> to make the home environment as much as it can be to then when you've, you've talked about, you know, run clubs getting involved now. So clearly there's that desire, which is really positive. Absolutely. And and the thing to remember is that like there's still very few large running events that are, have started again. It, this is probably something that's kind of the biggest challenge about starting a park run in the USA. It's that mm. so many events are normally running here on any given day of the week, any week of the year. Yeah. You know, there's so many track teams and run clubs and fitness clubs and social clubs and yet you know, so many people are doing running for different causes, for different institutions. And they're all using the same spaces. So it's very difficult here to find a spot for parkrun to fit in. And there isn't a lot of widespread awareness of parkrun. It's not really on anyone's radar here. Most of the people who know of parkrun know it because they've been somewhere else that had a parkrun and they went there one time. So they find out that, oh, there's one nearby. I have no idea. And it's like, that's okay because there's only two of us. So <laughs> there's only two <laughs> in the whole of California. And and they go, why? And it's like, well, where do you hold one? <laughs> it's, it's very, very hard to get you know a permit to use the 
space. And as my ambassador explained to me when we were you know, way back looking at, at getting this going, you know, even just having the conversation with your city, you know, if you go in and say, I want to run a 5K every week, the hands go up, the alarm bells go off because what they associate the words 5K are a big event, yep. 10,000 people showing up, roads closed, merch being given out, <laughs> trash everywhere, loud music. And they just go, no, you're not doing that every week. And it takes a long time to explain yeah. to them that that's not what Parkrun is. It is generally a smallish community run. It's completely free. We're really low impact on the area that we use. We don't hand anything out. We don't put lots of permanent signage. You know, we, we don't really even have that much trash or anything like that. And it's weekly, but it's low impact and it takes it does take a lot a lot of convincing to get the city on board with that yeah and i think i think the thing that i i really loved seeing happening at bixby is that for a while then you know, most of the people who were coming were basically what i describe as expats you know they were australian or they were mm. british uh you have a couple of south africans so people who had come from somewhere else and and bought yeah. park with them but over time we're picking up more and more locals which is fantastic because they're the people who are going to keep it going so you know the more every time you know, we get a new person who's like oh I, I heard it from my friend or you know I, I saw it on you know the local social media group and it's like fantastic yeah and we even have a couple of people who say oh I, I haven't been up to this park for years I even forgot it was there and it's like well isn't it lovely I'm so glad that you can join us for a run here so we're slowly picking up more and more people who've who've lived here for a long time and who you know are happy to see us using the space which is is great and yeah, hopefully they'll keep it going for a long time. Oh, that's wonderful. Look, a fantastic job to you and to the Bixby community there in, in setting that up and you know restarting in such a challenging time. I will ask you the next question, which I have to ask, and it sounds like Bixby should clearly be in that list, but knowing that you, you've done a few different events. I have. You've two countries so far. Do you have a top three events that don't include your home event? So if I had to pick the top three, I'm, I'm going to go on my list of three where I've either run as a tourist or I've you know gone to my way to visit it and they've just been fantastic, yep. great experience and so grateful I got to do them. And so my top three are Christiefield Park Run is, is spectacular. If you get it on a clear day, it's beautiful. Mm. It really was just so much fun. Number two is Tari Park Run, mm. which is uh, on the north coast of New South Wales. So my mother-in-law lives up that way now and so I've done about four or five park runs up at Tari. I also went to Foster Park Run when they had their launch, which was great. But I love Tari. It is a really lovely, it's a similar sort of size park run, I think, to Bixby. It's mm. a two lap and you're running up and down the river in town. And so you run down to the bridge and you run back and you do that two times. And they have just the most lovely community up there. It is fantastic. And quite often as you're running, you'll see the ladies out in the dragon boat doing their training yep, on yep. the river and you can wave to them. And it is a beautiful spot. It's absolutely stunning. So Tari is definitely in my my list. And my number three favourite that I've done is Albert Park in Melbourne. So I've only been there down there one time, but uh, I had a great time doing it. And even though it was a horrible, cold, windy day when I was down there, thank you, Melbourne, it was just so much fun because, you know, you're running around the lake. There's so much going on. You're right in the city. And uh, and obviously it's one of the, the bigger park runs in that area. So it was great. It was a real experience. And it was also one of the first ones where I noticed that you didn't have to have the start and finish in the same place to have mm. a successful park run. Because for those people who haven't done Albert Park, 
and I assume that they still do it this way, is everyone puts their stuff and has their briefing in one place and then you walk to the start because the way the distances work out, they need to shift the start a little bit to make sure that you're not running too far by the time you mm. finish. So that was one of the first times I'd sort of been at a park run that does that. It's like, oh, okay, you can just, you know, manage the group and move people around if you need to to get it to work. And so it's like, it was a creative solution to that problem and I respected that they were able to work that out. Yeah. But that's just a real a real adventure, that one, because you just go all the way around the lake and you see so many different things on the way and it, you, you never get to see the same thing twice, which is exciting and uh, not that common. So that was a great one. I enjoyed that. That's fantastic. You've named three park runs I haven't done. So, ah. Well, four, in fact, uh, <laughs> with, with the launch of Foster, but um, I've clearly got an ever-growing list. Look, I'd love to keep chatting, Sarah, but we'll have to let you go. I'm conscious it is the evening there, but want to say thank you so much for your time. You know, it is wonderful to hear about the efforts and, and the, the community reconnecting over there at Bixby Park Run and, and hopefully park runs around the US through this, yeah, improved time, this summertime. So thank you so much for joining us and we wish you all the best. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Great to hear from Sarah over there at Bixby, Ollie. It sounds like a successful return to park run for them. Yeah, sounds like some positives with a few more people starting to trickle back into what seems like a fairly small community there, but I think um, they're glad to have their park runs back. Yeah, 100%. And nice to learn a little bit more about the area and the, the difficulties that they have in getting events up in the USA. Yes. Yeah. No, it's possibly been something touched on before, but I guess I've really glossed over it in terms of my own understanding. There's a pretty diverse range of, of areas and I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure there are some more opportunities out there. Hopefully we'll see many, many more to come, Mel. Yes, and thank you very much to Sarah for taking the time to talk to us this week. Yes, yes, and also a shout-out to some of our Sydney Parkrun friends of the podcast who did help us reach out. Indeed. Yes. But look, Mel, speaking of people who are enjoying their park runs, we did hear from a few of them at Dazzers this week. Oh, we did. Wasn't it wonderful? Yep. Certainly gave a fix. Uh, and the first of whom, it's always nice to start with uh, a bit of a Bailey shot. Tanya Bailey, tail walked with Brett and Brunner today. We had an extra shot of Bailey today with our son Nathan present. Balmy 12 degrees, home for a spa and eggs Benny cooked by Brett. 12 degrees is a heat wave here in Melbourne at the moment. <laughs> Excellent. And then Brett Bailey, tail walked at Pegasus, 93 park runners today, warm and very windy. Well, I think there's a consensus on the temperature there. Bronwood Bailey, we'll swap your rain and flooding. Oh, and wind thrown in for good measure. Is Bronwyn another connection to the Bailey shot? I can only say yes without any research whatsoever. And we heard from M Scholarly. Good morning from M. And M was wearing her ugly buff. Rocking the buff. Yeah, looking fantastic. We also heard from Sonia Polman. It was blowing a gale, but brilliant blue morning at the beaches. We enjoyed listening to the live as we walked our 5K. Off to grab a coffee and fingers crossed for the... Sorry, Mel, this is where I have to scroll. Uh, for the... <laughs> Strawberry Victoria Sponge Special from Cake Boy. It was lovely to have the Pullman's present and commenting live 
on our live, but Sonia's post, Ollie, and the comments attached to the post sent me on a bit of a Wikipedia deep dive. Yeah. Because there was reference to a bee sting. Now, it just seems like every week in the podcast there's some sort of food (laughs) that I don't know what it is. And so I had to do the Google search for the bee sting. And what I came up with is it's got a German connection. Like how apt is that? Ah, yes, very fitting. It was completely fitting. So Bienstich or bee sting cake is a German dessert made of a sweet yeast dough with a baked-on topping of caramelised almonds filled with a vanilla custard, buttercream or cream. Bienen Stitch is a very tasty dessert with an interesting origin. One source cites a legend of German bakers from the 15th century who lobbed beehives at raiders from a neighbouring village, successfully repelling them and celebrated later by baking a version of this cake named after their efforts. How's that? That's a pretty good award for that. <laughs> it's just, All the efforts. You're just always learning here on this podcast. Well, about baked goods at least. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> We're very informative in baked goods. Yes. Thank you, Sonia. Yeah, well and truly hungry again. And I hope you enjoyed your beasting. I might have to get one for the family. And we heard from Linda Coombs, my 250th at Warwick Park run in my ugly jumper for Jumpers and Jazz Festival one of my favourite runs of our parkrun year. Happy 250 there, Linda. That's quite an impressive uh, 250 as well in the photo. We also heard from Claire Stutchbury. Guten Morgen asked Queensland, another week of mask wearing, but luckily still allowed to parkrun. Event number 91, our 28th Queensland, at Broadbeach Waters, followed by a sneaky ocean swim. Those who are just enjoying parkrun too much, I think we have to block them from any more comments (laughs) while we're in lockdown. (laughs) No, it's good. We need it. (laughs) And Ingrid Botha ran, I'd rather be at Toolan Creek, not parkrun yesterday, so I could catch the parkrun adventurers live this morning. And thanks for joining us, Ingrid. Very nice to have your company there. We also heard from Rebecca Bailey. Good morning. After catching the live stream this morning, I headed out on the Banksia Avenue Not Park Run and stopped in at the Windang Cakes Delight and Cafe for my baked goods, 800 metres from home and a lovely 7 out of 10 sausage roll. And uh, Rebecca did also provide us a course description. So for anyone interested, I will read it out. It's a relatively flat out and back course starting at the end of Banksia Avenue, run down the grass strip behind the houses to the end, turning right and running along the footpath to the bridge. A small stair climb up onto the bridge, then across passing over Lake Illawarra. Down the stairs on the other side, then along the footpath to the toilet block at the end of Reddle Reserve. Return the same way. Gotta love it when you turn around at the toilet block, Ollie. <laughs> That's a not parkrun of convenience, hands <laughs> down. And the bridge Rebecca's talking about, I love that bridge. It's great for morning light and you can actually run under it and the concrete underneath the bridge just kind of fills up in golden sunlight. You catch it at the right time of the morning. It's a, it's a pretty good one. And we heard from Tracy Wood. Guten Morgen from sunny and blowy Queensland. Today I celebrated my 300th park run at New Farm and breakfast after with the gang photo courtesy of Erica Liotta. Oh, I wish I was with Tracy. (laughs) Happy 300th, Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) The gang would have looked even slightly more merry, but they looked like they were having a good time, Mel. (laughs) (laughs) I just... 
A little bit. Yes, a little bit. We also heard from Val Warwick. Barcode scanner was my role at Kate Reed Parkrun while Steve timed. Because we were up at ridiculous o'clock, as both of us were on photo duty at 6am for Tassie Trail Fest, I also took early photos for Parkrun. Great breakfast in prospect, and now back for photos of the 100 milers and 100 kilometers and the 45 <laughs> kilometers <laughs> This is what we call the stretch. <laughs> all wandering up and down all those elevations. Sure needed that brekkie as it'll be a long day. Goodness, Val. Good work on all those photographers. <laughs> <laughs> and we heard from Belinda Taylor. Was meant to head to Victoria this weekend and had hoped to complete Albert Park Run, but was not the case. So I headed north to see Fluffy instead. Coffee at a not-to-be-named coffee shop in Noosa that was so bad it was thrown out after two sips. Hmm. Have you had one of those, Mel? No. Hmm. I have. Oh. Hmm. Well, but great to hear from you, Belinda, and I'm glad that you got to see Fluffy. Yeah, this time around. But I'm sad that you didn't get to come to Victoria. Next time, let me know and I'll try and catch up with you. Yeah, I hope Fluffy helps soften the blow there. Oh, and she said... But I got to pat Fluffy, so all was not bad. Did I say that before? You did now. <laughs> Yay for me. And Tony O'Connell. Join some legends for a chat to start the day, then a run on the beach. Oh, that was us. <laughs> yeah, supposedly, yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was Danny. Oh. I don't know. Maybe he's referring to a conversation earlier with Jackie. <laughs> I think it was us. I hope so. And Mark Scarborough, today we achieved Peel Club by completing Cottesloe Park Run in West Australia. We enjoyed coffee and brekkie at the Il Lido Cafe. Mm-hmm. Is it? Okay. <laughs> With Cam, where I had a crab chilli omelette. Congratulations, Team Scarborough. Yes, Peel Club. Clap, Ollie. <laughs> I can never clap on cue. I can do it any other time. <laughs> that was fantastic. And crab chili, that's a way to celebrate. Yeah. Now, we also heard from Jack Corkle. Speedy run at Broad Beach Waters Park Run this morning, followed by reading a book on the beach while Claire swam. Good to know someone's got some sense. Can confirm I was the 1,000th specific finisher at Cormorant Bay last week. Thank you, Jack. Was told at the run brief that the first place visitor would be 1,000th. Well done. And that, again, a great achievement. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm feeling very jealous of them. They're living the life, doing all this nice beach stuff and touristing. We'll have to live vicariously through them, Ollie. That's right. There's no rest for you guys. Keep adventuring. Keep us updated. Thank you. And Peter LaRue. No park runs in the major urban centres here in South Africa yet, but I'm about to head out the door for my not park run, spiced up by some pursuing zombies thanks to the Zombies Run app. <laughs> now, I've heard about the Zombies Run app, but I still haven't tried it. It sounds a bit scary. Yeah, look, Peter, I hope you made it. Please check back in. Let us know you're safe. Yeah, I might have to download that. Yeah, that's right. Maybe Peter could um, get back in touch and give us a bit more context with this app. Yeah, have to give it a go. We did also hear from Alison Kingmel. I found a recipe for Black Forest Gatto that I would love to make, best cake ever. But, she did also say, I ran at Topor 
as I understand the pronunciation is, parkrun today and took my P-Index to five. It was wet and windy, but so great to finally meet Claire from Millwater Parkrun, wore one of my ugly buffs. Ah, great to hear from our friends over the ditch. And we heard from Bernadette Bennett. Willkommen alles. Blowing a gale at Newey, but you wouldn't know by the photo. Neighbouring rowing club filled the volley rolls and the team got to run. Cheering. Nice work. And the rowing club too. Hmm. That's, that's some good community spirit. Well done. We heard from Janet Reed. Volunteered on board the mothership today, Lockheel. We had the lovely Louise Appleby making her very successful RD debut today. With heavy rain and strong winds forecast, we had a 50% turnout compared to the usual. And guess what? No rain and little wind courtesy of the parkrun weather fairies. Then it was back to the golf club to process results. No red lines, woohoo, while enjoying my usual skinny flat white and a shared bowl of the world's best hot chips, sending all the parkrun feels to those of you who are in lockdown. And sending them right back to you now too, Janet. (laughs) Yes, very much. Late news in is that South Australia has joined us in lockdown. Yes, but very fortunate and congratulations to Louise for stepping up. Um, I'm convinced that the L was for the fact that she was stepping up as a learner rather than the fact that her name is Louise. For those that have seen the photo posted on the page at Dazza's, Great to see someone new donning the blue and white vest. And Pippa White. I had a hospital appointment half an hour before parkrun start time. The last week I would have not changed a Saturday appointment. All is well, iced coffee please and whichever pastries are left. Almond croissant perhaps. Thinking happy thoughts of our parkrun experience in Germany and next week, next week, next week. Are you excited, Pippa? Sounds like it. I hope so. We're excited for you. Yes, we're very excited. We can't wait to see your photos and hear all about it. So please let us know once you've enjoyed it, of course. (laughs) And last in queue, Sam Schroeder. Week three of the Love Shack Not Park Run and we took three minutes, 18 seconds off our post-knee PB. Very happy with that. Breakfast from Luke's Cafe was chorizo tortilla, which is pretty much a potato, peppers, and sausage pancake. It was amazing. Well done, Sam. Sounds good, Sam. Yeah. And Luke. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's right. Well done to both of you. Nice way to start the morning, that's for sure. So a good crew again at the cafe, Ollie. A hearty crew. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and thank you for sharing your parkrun experiences, even if they were a new farm and even if Mel wasn't there. Oh, don't mention the war. <laughs> but, Ollie, we've got an update on our Western Wanderers Challenge here in Victoria. Ooh. So I've received a photo from Adrian the ED at Pepper Tree Park Run, highlighting all the events that you can enjoy for the Western Wanderers, but we've got an addition. There's a late addition. Mm, okay. Yes, yes. So Highlands has been added. Mm. It is decided that being west of the Hume Highway, it makes the grade. So welcome, Highlands. That's always good to have Highlands part of the gang, right? Yes, they are the happiest park run. <laughs> Must also be noted in the photo that I will share on the pod post this coming week that it does include an event that is on the Victorian park run map, 
Williamstown Breakwater Park Run is not actually a current park run, has never launched. So that just needs to be pointed out to the community. I do think there is still the option that there will be a Williamstown event in the future. So a bit of a teaser there for the future one day. Hmm. Yeah, Mm. but it must be noted that that event is not a current active event. It was supposed to be prior to the pause, but did not eventuate. Oh, look, I imagine that'll be frustrating for some that want to tick off every park run on that map there, Mel, but (laughs) these things happen, don't they? Patience, grasshopper. (laughs) Well, Mel, I do hope to actually start the list of the Western Wanderers one day. So, yeah, for now I can only dream. Have you done any Victorian events? Uh, just the one. Yeah, which one? Uh, Wangaratta. Oh, that's right. Mm. I remember now. <gasps> Silly me. Yes, Paul and Zoe were there that day. That's right. Yes, absolutely coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always a fun surprise when you travel six hours down the road and bump into some fellow parkrun tourists. Mm. I mean, you've experienced it plenty, I'm sure. It's a rarity for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose let's let's keep it going. We were fortunate enough to hear from a few park runners this week who very kindly recorded some roving reports. Uh, so let's have a listen. Guten Morgen, Frau Alice und Herr Spake. Hi, I'm at New Farm. I'm sorry you couldn't be with me today, Mel, so this one goes out to you. Anyway, I'm here at 6.30. Uh, cars are lining up. Uh, looks like the markets are on. It's getting busy around here, but it's freezing. Yes, it's under 20 degrees. I'm going to go and ask other people or see what they think of the weather. Good morning. I'm doing a survey for Parkrun Adventurers podcast. I'm trying to convince them that it's cold up here. Victorian people don't think it's cold. What do you think? It's not that cold. Not that cold? Okay. Are you a Queenslander, Brisbaneite? Yeah, and you're not feeling cold? I am. It's the wind chill factor. What temperature do you think it is at the moment? I think my car said it was 15, but I think with the wind chill, it's definitely under 10. Yes, you look quite warm there in your nice puffy jacket. I am, but Excellent. I'm going to have to take it off. Oh, no, are you <laughs> volunteering run. this morning? No, oh, to run. run. That's a good idea. Hopefully when we get out in the sun, it'll be a lot warmer. Right. Definitely. And what, what was your name, sorry? Robin. Robin and? Uh, ben. Ben, thanks for talking with me. Good morning. Hello, how are you? Good. How are you going? Good. I'm doing a survey for Parkrun Adventurers, the podcast. Okay. I didn't even know there was one. Oh, there is now. And I'm trying to convince them that it's cold up here in Queensland and Victorian (laughs) people are laughing at me. What do you think? It is definitely a bit chilly at the moment, (laughs) especially at this time of the morning. (laughs) Yes, it is a bit. And are you running this morning too? Yeah, with my little five-year-old. Oh, wow. Has has he got his own barcode? He does. He's doing his number 33 today. Congratulations, mate. Number 33 run today. Do you want to come say hello to me? Come say hello? Yeah, good on you. (laughs) Are you doing park run today? You say yes? Yes. And what's your name, love? Harrison. Harrison, well, congratulations, Harrison. Do you like park run? Yeah. Hey, Harrison, you're doing your number 33 today, is that right? Mm-hmm. And And you like park run? And do you run with mummy or daddy or do you run with a dog or do you run with friends? I run with mummy. You run with mummy. Is she really, really fast or does she have to keep up with you? Who's the fastest? Your mummy. <laughs> Me. Yeah. You're the fastest. Oh, well, good work. Because I have my speed. 
Beauty shoe. Harrison, they are really awesome shoes. <laughs> and what was your name, sorry? Shirley. Shirley from Redland Bay, yeah. which is my Nendi. Uh, thanks for talking with me. I'll see you later. So thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> okay, I'm now walking with Henry at Parkrun. And Henry has Yaz on um, his left. Um, Henry, you were telling me, um, how old is Yaz now? Uh, well, Yaz is five. Um, she's a very, very cheeky Labrador, uh, golden colour. She also happens to be a guide dog in her spare time. Uh, so lots of sass, lots of personality and um, keeps me out of trouble and hasn't killed me yet. <laughs> and can you tell me about service dogs? What's their usual uh, working time frame? How, how long do they usually work for? Well, it depends a lot on the guide dog. It depends on how long and hard they've been working. Generally, they have a mandatory retirement age of 10. Um, it changes from organisation, but a lot will depend on what kind of physical condition the dog is in. So, you know, I mean, no, none of us want to work until the day we, we drop dead. So it, it depends on how happy the dog is working. Yeah. Um, sometimes that's eight, sometimes that's... Um, you know, until the mandatory age of 10. So I've always um, retired my dogs a bit early so they can have some time to enjoy their twilight years and, and do all the things that they probably uh, weren't allowed to do when I was having to be uh, quite strict with them as a working working guide. Yes, yes. Um, now, we're at New Farm, as I mentioned before, uh, and Henry was telling me the, a great story about yes and a bacon and egg roll. Henry, would you mind telling the telling the listeners this story again? Because I found it quite funny. Well, um, just to be clear, the bacon and egg roll is no longer with us, sadly. <laughs> Yaz and I were walking past a very low wall with a very romantically attached couple sitting down, having a nice, relaxed bacon and egg roll after park run. Uh, Yaz was guiding me very diligently and uh, very diligently uh, took the bacon and egg roll from the bloke's hand uh, without me knowing. Perfect guiding all the way. No movement of the head whatsoever. And the only notice I had of it was howls of laughter and outrage coming from behind. <laughs> the guy's partner proceeded to uh, chase me down and inform me of what was occurring uh, to my left. My wayward guide dog swallowing the remnants of this bacon egg roll. <laughs> and you only knew when, um, when the lady ran up and told you about it, didn't you? She did, and she... <laughs> I did offer to pay, but she said that the look on her partner's face was priceless. So I got away with that one. And Yaz uh, had absolutely no regrets whatsoever. Um, taking the whole concept of living in the moment to its, its extreme, I think. So. Okay, thank you, Henry. We're just going to do a 360 because we're at the turnaround. So here we go. We're not going around the flag. We're just going to spin around here and we'll keep going. Thank you, Marshall. All right. Thanks for sharing, Henry. We'll head back now. Enjoy your bacon and egg roll after your park run. Absolutely, Yaz is not. Okay, park runners, that's all from Tracy and the Tutu. I've done New Farm Park Run and I had breakfast out with the gang at a cafe afterwards. I do recommend the Ava on toast. Yum. Um, and 
that's it from me. Uh, see you on the VSI. Toodles from Tracy. Hello, Parkrun Adventurers. This is Mark reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. And uh, since we last reported in at uh, Port Lincoln in South Australia, uh, we have clocked up 2,405 kilometres to come to Cottesloe in Western Australia. It's equivalent of 481 parkruns in distance for the math heads, I suppose. So Cottesloe, we're here, um, event number 280. I thought this might have been a fast course looking at their stats, with an average finish time of 30 minutes and 9 seconds, but looks can be deceiving. Must be a very fast group of people that come here every week, because there is a decent sand section, probably about a kilometre, which um, is certainly hard going. And uh, an achievement for us as the Scarborough family, we've um, now achieved Peel Club status, running a park run in every state and territory in Australia. I'm here with uh, our resident Western Australian correspondent, Cam. Good morning, Cam. G'day, Mark. How you going? How did you find that today? It was uh, a bit of a hard slog on the sand, wasn't it? Uh, personally, I love the sand. Anything that's hard and makes me work is uh, obviously good for me because I need to work harder for it. Got to earn it. And we had um, James from the, um, the Channel 2 News crew pacing us this morning. He, um, he was going pretty hard at it. Hey, he ran us ragged. I give you that much. I, you had to slow him down a bit so we could keep up. Yeah, I think if it wasn't for the sand, I think you would have definitely got a PB today. So, Cam, how many years have you been park running for? I think I started in, in late no- 2015, November, I think, was my, my first park run. And I've uh, been doing it ever since. I think I, I did over 100 park runs at one event before I started going out elsewhere. It was a bit sort of centric on, on one location. But since then, I've, I've tried to get around once a month or so. Just get out and see this beautiful wide brown land of ours. What got you involved in parkrun initially? I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> I think I was just looking around for something regular to, to run around because I was, I was sick of running around the same block in the section of my suburb and just up a hill, down a hill, around the school, things like that. And I thought, it's got to be somewhere better to do this. And uh, I looked around on, on uh, the websites and, and found this thing called parkrun. And there was a local one down the road. It was only 20 minutes away. I thought, hey, why not? The moment I got there, saw all these happy, smiling people. I thought, what the heck is this about? And the moment I finished, I think I was hooked. Just uh, kept on coming back time and time again. Which is your home park run here? Uh, Tamworth Wetlands Park Run. Whenever I do a report, and I don't mention the name, that's usually where I'm at. <laughs> we, um, yeah, we, I mentioned uh, T the other day when I spun up T on the, the alphabet wheel, and we're talking about to learn as well there. That's where I learned about where Tamworth Wetlands was, so it's good to know. What would be your top three park runs, not include your home park run, Oh, I, I think my, my favourite would would, uh, would be Margaret River. That's part of my, my favourite part of the world. And apart from that, without playing too many more favourites, I, I quite like Geograph Bay down that way as well. That's a, a nice little course. I love the area. And outside of that, I uh, oh, I quite enjoyed Bibra Lake. That's a good one. Nice flat course, good for PBs. But uh, I don't think I've ever been to a bad park run. They're all <laughs> lovely places full of lovely people. Yeah, it does make the top three hard, but honestly, I, I think I would struggle naming my, my top three, but um, what's your favourite volunteer role? Uh, that's a, put me on the spot. Uh, I like marshalling. I like uh, encouraging people. I, uh, my, my home course, visit, we've got a number of out and backs, and we've got the marshals on, on the point, so you get to see people a number of times. So you, you get to see them during the various phases of their run, when they're at the start, when they're fresh and energetic, and the middle, when they're flagging a bit, and at the end, when they're struggling, you say, get up the hill. Go on, get up. And that's my favourite So part. cheerleader or motivator? Yeah, a bit like that. Yeah, cheerleader. 
If you could go anywhere in the world next week for Park Run, where would you go? Somewhere warm. <laughs> no idea. Anywhere. They're, they're all good. Well, thank you for having a chat to us and coming and joining us at um, Cottesloe Park Run today. It was, uh, it's, yeah, it's a great course and thankfully the rain stayed away. Oh, well, that's us done at the uh, Cottesloe Park Run. We're going to go off and have some breakfast and uh, coffee now. I'll let you know that uh, during the week we also did a freedom run at the Kalgoorlie Boulder Park Run, uh, which is in the Kakula Bushland Park on the edge of town, which is an expansive nature reserve filled with salmon gums, black butt and the silky pear that gives the park its name. It's quite a beautiful course actually, uh, a bit of undulation throughout it and it kind of winds throughout the nature park for the uh, the 5k course. Uh, one of the good things with this particular one for Freedom Runners is it's um, well marked out. Whilst uh, the map looks a little bit confusing, when you actually get out on course, uh, there's markers there that lead you the way. So that's us done here and uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Parkrun Adventurers. Good morning adventurers, Cam here reporting in from Cottesloe Park Run. That's right, chasing another sea for the Pirate Club. I'm out here, I'm right next to the beach, you might be able to hear a bit of that. It's not what I'd call the best weather, but it's not raining. But part of what I've been struggling with is, is motivation, is just getting out of a nice warm bed, throwing on running clothes and getting out into the freezing cold. I wonder how other people do it. Let's find out. All right. Well, I'm here with a voice that some of you may find familiar. Mark, what motivates you to keep coming in such awful weather and winter cold temperatures? Cam, this, this weather here isn't that bad. Like, I think the weather forecast for Canberra was looking pretty ordinary this morning. So we're going to count our blessings. It's not raining here yet at Fremantle. But, um, you know, for me, motivation is just... You know, the habit of parkrun really. Uh, we just we just love getting out. I think my body just knows when it's Saturday morning parkrun time and got to get out there and, and hit up parkrun. So I think that's the, the habit of motiv is the motivation. Uh, you've made the habit, now it's impossible to break. I think so, yeah. Like it's, even when I'm volunteering at parkrun, like being an RD or something like that, like my body gets that twitch. It's like, I've got to run, I've got to run, I've got to run, so I'm parkrun. But no, it's yeah. So it's, it's the habit. Um, and that, that's what drives the motivation for me. What about you, Cam? Yeah, look, I wouldn't know what I'd be doing with myself on Saturday morning. It, it'd probably be something like house chores or something like that. So that's a really great motivation to get out and, and away from the uh, the dishes and the floors and everything else that needs taken care of. I can get out for a few hours and just uh, escape. So Nicole walked away when you started getting the record button out. Yeah. Um, and I think that the, the motivation for Nicole is the, is the coffee and the breakfast afterwards. That's been the, the key thing to keep her coming to Parkrun. Well, you can have coffee and breakfast anywhere. Perhaps it's coffee and breakfast with you and the fam? Yeah, and I think, but I think also also the Parkrun community, like particularly with our Wakey Bridge community, like we're a you know, good group that would go out afterwards as well. And I think that that's, that's also nice, just to kind of catch up with people over coffee. So, yeah. How do we say that again? Wagyu Bridge. Wagyu Bridge. Wagyu, yep. Wagyu? Yep. Means dancing in uh, Ngunnawal language. Excellent. Okay, Mark, well, thanks for sharing, and uh, I'll see you afterwards as well. Marvellous. All right, everyone, I'm here with... Angus Cameron. And Duncan Cameron. <laughs> nice to meet you, fellas. Are you uh, a local around here? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I we am. are, just up the road. Fantastic. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but the, the skies aren't exactly the bluest I've ever seen. Uh, what, what keeps you uh, fellas motivated in the, the more wetter, yuckier months? Um, well, at school I've always been pretty like bad at running, and like I, I would be good at sprinting, but not so long distance, and I'm in a football team, so my coach really encourages me to... Um, like, he's really strict on doing 5K runs every week, so I was like, okay, 
I'm going to step it up and I just come down here, even if it's raining, and yeah. So 5k each week makes you a better footballer on the ground, hey? Yeah, I believe so. That's what my, that's what I think, hopefully. And I always think each time I do a park run, I try and get better and better. So yeah, that's good. That's fantastic. How about yourself, sir? Look, I always like to support my son. If he's doing something, I want to be down there with him because it's time we spend together. Oh, that's nice. And uh, But I have to wear a tracksuit top, I must admit, in the colder weather, so it uh, keeps my engine warm. <laughs> yeah, I think us of the older persuasion need a few extra layers just to, to keep the body functional, don't we? Oh, absolutely. But, um, look, the reward you get is when you... We go, Angus and I, we go and have a nice breakfast down uh, down Coslow Beach afterwards, and yeah. uh, he, he likes his crab omelette. <laughs> and uh, nice. Yeah, it is fantastic. And then we just have a bit of a chat, and we go home, and that sets us up for the weekend. So we've got uh, being a better footballer and a bit of father and son time. Well, I can't think of any better reasons than that, fellas. It's been uh, lovely chatting to you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Karina Joyce. Karina, now, what? got you out of bed and got you motivated to come to Parkrun today? I just was thinking about how I would feel at the end of the run um, and I looked out the window and I saw how grey it was and I was thinking mm, do I really want to or do I stay in my nice warm snuggly bed uh, but look I decided to get out and um, yes. Parkrun triumphed over a warm <laughs> bed. Yes! <laughs> That's amazing! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that feeling after you've finished park run is what got you uh, motivated to come out here today? Yes, it is, yeah, yeah. It is a good feeling, isn't um, it? And then I had a happy couple of finds as well. Um, I enjoy park run, but not just for, you know, getting a better time. It's about being out in nature and being along. I love being along the ocean, but I managed to find some fungi as well. Some, so, some what, I'm sorry? Some fungi. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> mushrooms. Ah, yes, yes, so that's I right. I photograph mushrooms as well. So, yeah, I don't let the scenery distract me from a good run. <laughs> or, I, yeah, vice versa. Mm. My, my wife says that I'm just a bit of a mushroom, that I'm, I'm kept in the dark and, and fed the proverbial, but I like to think that I'm a fun guy. <laughs> Oh, yes, I, Perfect. <laughs> I like that interpretation. <laughs> thank you. Well, thanks for chatting with me and uh, I hope to see you around. Yeah, okay. Thank you. No worries. Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm reporting from the Bass Point, not Park Run, because I'm part of the Greater Sydney lockdown. It's been a lovely morning out here today. We're not quite done yet, but I have found a few of the not Park Runners. Um, I'm just going to ask them a few questions. Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm just asking a few questions about the Bass Point, not Park Run. How have you found the Park Run today? That's great today. I think we're pretty pretty lucky with the weather today. It was much windier yesterday, but it's it's a much nicer morning today. It's good that we can at least do this not Park Run because we, we miss our home Park Run, Shell Harbour Park Run, and looking forward to getting back to Shell Harbour Park Run sometime soon. Thank you for that. I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your, park, your not Park Run. Thanks. Hi there. I'm just asking a few questions about the uh, Bass Point, not Park Run. What did you like most about the course today? Oh, look, I always love that we go past the dog park. It's nice to see the dogs. Not too many today. Um, and another course feature today was the toilet on the side of the road. Yeah, a very interesting feature. I do believe that feature is new. <laughs> always having improvements at, uh, at the Knot Park Run, hey? Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you. No. Um, hope you enjoy the rest of your run. No, thank you. And hope to see you back at Shell Harbour Park Run sometime soon. Thank you. You too. Hi there. Oh, how's it going? I'm Hannah. I'm just asking a few questions of the Not Park Runners here at Bass Point Not Park Run today. How have you gone today? Oh, pretty well, I think. I think it's uh, it's not my PB, but yeah, 
I'm glad I'm out here. I've made it out. You know, it's, it's pretty hard without Shalhaber Parkrun to go to. So at least, you know, this gets me out and gets me active. And uh, maybe next week I'll get the PB. Yeah, I'm so glad to see you out here today. Hopefully you enjoy the rest of your run. And let's see that PB next week, hey? Thank you. Hey there, I'm Hannah. I'm just asking a few questions today. I, I believe you're the tail walker. Yeah, that's right. I thought, well, you know, why not? I'm going to be out here. I'll give it a go and make sure we, we all get back safely. Yeah, are you tail walking with anyone else today? Yeah, tail walking with my daughter today. Uh, it's nice to spend the time. Nice to have a, a good knot park run together. And, hey, it means we can we can walk and talk at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Um, have you volunteered much here at the Bass Point Knot Park Run? I uh, look, try and help out whenever I can, in any way I can. Just like, you know, obviously at my... My home park run, Shell Harbour Park Run, I just try and always help out and, and uh, make it a comfortable park run for everyone. Yeah, well, thank you for volunteering here today. It's greatly appreciated. Hopefully to see you volunteering here again sometime soon. Oh, without a doubt. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm here with the event director of uh, Bass Point Not Park Run. Can you tell us a bit about the event, sir? Yeah, look, it's been in mothballs for a little while, but, you know, as circumstances change, we've had to get it back up and running, um, you know, pretty amazing we get the turnout we do you know when we are limited to two people or, or people within the household but you know it's just nice to be able to to get out and not park run and and make it possible for you know myself and the people of my household um yeah while, while that's our best option you know, usually i'd be at shell harbour park run but Bit of, bit of traffic here that's one of the differences about not park run is of course you know we can run alongside of the road which gives us a bit more flexibility and um, I think people appreciate that the course here you know, it runs along a road but the views are just spectacular oh they are amazing they do not compare to Shahaba park run of course though no 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 look and I appreciate you saying that um, I might be biased but hey you know that's pretty good but yeah I think yeah all in all it's a pretty good course it's pretty flat um, there's one sort of rocky, rocky hill that people get to take on close to halfway, but it's all worth it, right? And thank you so much for coming out and joining us. Thank today. you for putting on the event today. It's been greatly appreciated. I uh, enjoyed the opportunity to come out. Thank you. Thank you. This is Hannah signing off. It's been a great opportunity to come out here today. For the 11 million of you, much like myself, who are in lockdown, I wish you all a happy and safe lockdown, and hopefully we can all join the rest of the park runners again soon. See ya. This is the informant coming to you live from level two with a view. This week we saw a businessman holding way too many coffees fumbling around for the car keys. Parkies, you didn't need to be a clairvoyant to see it coming. He did a brilliant job of juggling six coffees. For about a second maybe. Coffee everywhere, including his seat. <laughs> it was hilarious. He didn't go back inside and reorder either. Anyhow, Parkies, these are unofficial stats. They are only current at the time they collected and may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. But you wouldn't do that because you can get it all right here at the Parkrun Adventurers. On the junior front, we lost a few events due to COVID lockouts. This weekend, there were three events and 160 junior Parkies took part. 21 of them scored a PB. There were 26 first-timers. Ella Webster, Joel Torpy, Laura Stockle, Mayasari Badichaji, Poppy Carroll and Sloane Nichols all recorded half marathons. There are no marathons recorded this week. And that's it for Junies. Once again I'll put these stats up on the blog in my spreadsheet. Not the biggest but high in quality. Just like the Junies, regular 5k park runs were heavily affected by COVID restrictions last weekend. 
There were 537 runs taking place in 10 countries. There were 270 in Australia, 33 in New Zealand, Denmark and France had 8, Japan had 20, Poland had 75, Russia 42, UK 39, USA 35, and of course, we welcome back Germany with seven events. There were two launches, one at McLean's Beach in New South Wales and one at Sport Park Rems in Germany. Aussie New Zealand attendance was down by 7,000. We had 23,134 runners out of 34,344 worldwide. We had 2,311 PBs, while 656 people participated for the first time. 45 juniors reached their junior 10 milestone. 108 people reached their 50 milestone, 68 reached their 100 milestone, and 22 people reached their 250 milestone, which is more than double last week. So that's a bit strange given the trend set by the other stats. 13 people called bingo. Casey Pearce was the quickest with 158 events. Rosie Marie Goodrick was the slowest person taking 354 events. We have just two new states peoples. Mary Ann Busteed completed all in the ACT at Ginandera. Paul Griffiths completed all in the Northern Territory at Palmerston. On the top 20 most Aussie New Zealand events list, Robin Rishworth moves up one to be equal 11th with Gary Nisbet on 152 events after running at Seacliff Esplanade. 24 people increase their windex. Simon Nash was the biggest mover up 27 points to 82. Okay, Parkies, that's your lot from me this week. As always, to see these stats in full, you should definitely follow the informant on Facebook or visit the blog at www.theinformant.me. That's the informant, all one word, dot M-E. This has been the informant, and my stats report is like a six-pack of jam donuts after 30 seconds in the microwave. Another great bunch of roving reports and our cheeky informant. <laughs> yes, thank you, everyone. Yeah, really appreciated hearing those insights into Not Park Run, I should mention, as well as the real deal. Oh, yes. Good work, Hannah. <laughs> Excellent work. Stood up to the challenge beautifully. Yeah, not sure how they fit within the um, two people exercising restrictions there for <laughs> New South Wales, but hey, I'm sure they were practicing some uh, yeah solid uh, physical distancing. But everybody else doing real live park runs, Ollie. So that's always nice to hear. That's right, and and actually, Mel, I will say quite motivating. I'm going to take some of that motivation forward. Yes, great. Yep. But Ollie, we did survey the Channel Five news crew through the week. Mm. Because we've got a potential new member of the Channel 5 news crew. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't go unnoticed when I think someone makes a pretty solid contribution. We love hearing everyone's parkrun experiences, parkrun angles, but uh, there have been some critics, no pointing fingers, as to, to whom has uh, suggested maybe we've lowered the bar to, to get into the <laughs> Channel 5 news crew. Um, but uh, oh, I may have been put forward as, a, as an example. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to go from the top again? <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. No, Alison, we are not saying that we lowered the bar by letting you into the Channel 5 news group. We are referring to our own misgivings with – no, not misgivings. What's the word? <laughs> <laughs> we are referring to our own failings at creating a challenge. And Alison slipped in the back door, Ollie, while we weren't looking. 
She's not the only one. <laughs> not the only one. You better stop saying that, otherwise I'm going to set you a challenge. <laughs> but back on point, Mel. Um, I'm sorry I digressed. Tracy in a tutu. Yes. We surveyed the Channel 5 News crew to come up with a challenge for Tracy. And the challenge that has been put forward is that Tracy should conduct an interview with every different type of volunteer position that's available. Is that is that accurate, Ollie? It might be more than one interview. Yes. It doesn't have to be on the same day. Over a period of time, Tracy can tick off an interview with a person from each volunteer role. And Mel, there's a bit of rationale behind this. You want to explain that for the listeners? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tracy in a tutu is, I'd say, a pretty strong proponent of, let's say, the brighter shade of Park Run, the orange shade of Park Run. Uh, with many of her roving reports we've heard already. She's done some pretty solid sharing of the fantastic experiences and just the, the nature of giving that our volunteers can bring. So um, you could say she's already halfway there, really. Absolutely, Tracy, and we will accept all prior reports too on that list of yes. volunteer positions. So you don't have to start again. That's right. But we look forward to hearing some more volunteer roles. And yeah, I, I don't think that this one will be terribly difficult for Tracy to achieve. Might take a little while, but I hope we all enjoy that. Yes. Yeah. And, and Mel, there were some other suggestions too, weren't there? <laughs> Should we divulge what? Wow, Tracy. <laughs> no, no. Let's, let's hold on to those for another day. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yes. Look, Mel, it's been a big episode. There's another big week we're about to roll into. Maybe not some of us individually, but we will be enjoying some fun, some festivity. What are you up to next week? Oh, <laughs> I am going to be donning my ugly buffs, Ollie, and I am going to be finding a way to virtually enjoy ugly Christmas in July. That's right. It's here. It is here. We've all been waiting for it. We have been waiting to enjoy it at Park Run, but... Hang on. Hang on, Ollie. Okay, sorry. Yes. I'm inserting the fanfare. Okay, go. Okay. So just a reminder, in case we haven't made it clear enough, it is July 24, this coming Park Run Day, or in some of our cases, not Park Run Day, where if you have some ugly Christmas attire that needs a festive outing, don't wait until December. Ugly festive frock up and join us for the inaugural Ugly Christmas in July. So if you haven't already, check out Facebook, look up the Ugly Christmas in July event, sign up that you are going. We hope that you have your ugly buff, but if not, get creative. There's time and go for a walk plod, amble, skip, run, or stay at home Lego building or baking, which I might be doing some of, <laughs> whatever you do, do it with us in your ugliest festive fashion. I get to wear my ugly Christmas runners, Ollie, that I bought oh, some months ago, and I've yes. been saving them, saving them patiently. Can't wait. So I think I think that'll be a pretty good way to spend it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wherever we are. Yes, and we look forward to seeing. We hope there is a lot of ugly buffs filling Daz's Cafe next Saturday morning. But, Ollie. Yes, and, and, and don't forget to share it on the Ugly Christmas in July page too. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. True that. 
Mm-hmm. But Ollie. Something else exciting is happening with us on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be a big day. Huge, huge. We are very honoured to be involved with the launch, the relaunch, the unpause of England and coming to you live with our friends over at the With Me Now podcast Saturday afternoon at approximately 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, that's right. So check your time zones, everyone. But won't it be lovely? Won't it be fantastic? Yeah, Janet, Janet, you're half an hour behind. (laughs) 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 I've been following Cam's adventures and and he's been through some interesting time zones. So uh, I'd say everyone check your own circumstances. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But yeah, no, thank you, Janet. Yeah, don't miss that half hour. Yeah, it would be fantastic to see everyone's excitement and some real-life barcode scanning. And we may even have a special guest, UK Dazza. UK Dazza. Yeah, just leave ooh. you with that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh. And this isn't Dano. This is this is someone else. No, not Dano. Jeez. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, look, in the meantime, Mel, I will be practising the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> After a bit of online coaching and, and clunky practice last week. And yeah, we, we look forward to taking part. Thank you to the With Me Now team for inviting us. Oh, yes. And thank you for your patience in allowing us to practice as well using your platform. We appreciate that. And we will do our absolute best on Saturday. And we can't wait. We can't. Until then, Mel, I hope you enjoy your, your week and your not parkrun day until I catch you a bit later. Enjoy the Olympics if you are watching any of that. Are they starting? They're starting. <laughs> They're starting. They, they start this Friday. Okay. Yeah. It is an interesting time to be having an Olympics. I'm not sure we've got that same Olympic spirit as usual, but uh, things are things are actually warming up Olympics-wise in this household. So uh, there's a bit of a, a home Olympics going on. I might be a bit distracted with that. I can see a Olympics Alice Palace Park Run theme in my future. Yes. It's meant to be. (laughs) But until then, Mel, as always, everyone would be very welcome to contact us via Facebook or on our email, which is parkrunadventures at gmail.com. But that's it for another week. And we will see you all next week or live on Saturday for more adventures. Too. 
Maybe you could visit us one day at Ainsbury. Bye. Talk to you again soon. Bye.